Entrepreneur on Fire 1077. For every dollar invested in email marketing, on average, you're going to get $43 back. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Introducing my passion project, The Freedom Journal. This leather-bound journal will guide you in the setting and accomplishing of your goal in 100 days. Text JOURNAL to 33444. IGNITE. Looking to start or grow your business? Find the answers to all your business questions with a seven-day free trial at thrive15.com, promo code FIRE. That's thrive15.com, promo code FIRE. Posting jobs in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. ZipRecruiter can help, and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Matthew Paulson. Matthew, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am like a fireworks display ready to go off in a dry forest. (laughs) Matthew runs MarketBeat.com, a digital publishing company that publishes a financial newsletter to more than 235,000 stock investors every morning and generates more than $2.5 million in annual revenue. Matthew has leveraged the power of email marketing to build multiple six-figure businesses and one seven-figure business, and will be sharing that knowledge in his upcoming book, Email Marketing Demystified. Matthew, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Uh, Sure. So MarketBeat, it's a digital publishing company that provides real-time financial information to investors at all levels. So we service everywhere from the little guy with a thousand bucks in his brokerage account all the way up to, you know, high-level executives at the Wall Street megabanks. We've got them in our our list and I've checked them on LinkedIn and they're there. So it's it's quite a wide range of people. And I've been doing it for about five years, and it's been a really great business for us. And it's just grown like crazy in the last couple of years since we last spoke. It's crazy that it's been a couple of years since we've talked in Fire Nation to fill you in. Episode 186, Matthew Paulson jumped on. And, you know, back then he was still rocking and rolling. You know, he was at 34,000 subscribers. But now he's at 200, and actually the the most recent update is 238,000 subscribers, and a lot's gone on in the last 891 episodes. But let me tell you, number one, if you want to hear a much more rookie JLD, go to episode 186. And if you want to hear a much less successful Matthew Paulson, go to episode 186. He's, you know, he's still successful, but not quite as uh, successful as he is now. And it was just a fun episode. And we talk about his failure. We talk about his aha moment and a lot of great stuff, which we won't be talking about today because we're going to be focusing a lot on email marketing because we're going to bring you some unique, some awesome, some powerful knowledge Fire nation. But first and foremost, Matt, you're at a networking party and someone walks up to you today and they say, what exactly do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? I tell people that I send out 200,000 emails every morning to stock investors that want to know what's going on with their stocks. And I say, what's your retirement in the past year of your advice? What we do is very different than what most people do and say, go buy this stock, don't buy this stock. Um, we think those guys are kind of full of crap. 
So we just take all the information about what other people are saying, rank their recommendations over time. So that if John was a stock analyst, he would say, I think Coke is a buy, you should buy it, and it'll be worth this. And a year from now, it'll be worth this. You know, we actually go, go down the line a year and say, okay, was John right or was he not right? And then <laughs> we aggregate his recommendations and say, okay, you should listen to these brokers, but you should not listen to these guys because they you know, are full of crap. Well, can you also have a monkey that's just throwing darts and, and doing as well as everybody else? Uh, in many cases, you can. <laughs> a random walk down Wall Street is a book that I've always enjoyed and uh, mm-hmm. definitely stand behind as well. So right now, Matt, we're going to break this down, but we're going to get into some more detail coming up in the email marketing side of this in a minute. But how do you generate revenue? You have multiple six figures. You have one seven figure. Where is the money coming from? Yeah, so there's several different revenue streams in a business. Um, first, there's a display advertising business in there. Um, so Google AdSense, um, you know, Taboola, all the different ad networks. Um, you know, we get about 3 million page views a month. So there's a lot of revenue just from those display yeah. ads. Wow. Um, that's, that's probably over a million dollars. Um, there's also um, paid subscriptions to our products. Um, that's about $500,000 in revenue. We have about 3,000 people every month that pay for the premium subscription. Um, we also do ads inside of our email newsletter. That's um, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. We do we sell emails against our list. You know, it's another couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And then we also do co-registration advertising um, on our thank you page. And that is, you know, three, four or five hundred thousand dollars in revenue. OK, so let's break this down. What is emails within your list? Like, what is that exactly? So we rent out our email list to advertisers. So OK, yeah. So what does you, that look like? So if uh, you want to advertise to my list, um, I sent an advertisement for you for free, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. But uh, if you were to pay to do that, it'd be fifty dollars for every thousand people that we sent. So if you sent to the full list, it'd be over 10000 bucks. Wow, wow. So, I mean, this is the thing, Fire Nation. Once you have this, you know, basically property, you know, once you've created this actual list that's yours, I mean, you can do so many different things with it. I mean, Matt just broke down a bunch of different ways that he generates revenue, diversified income streams. I mean, if one thing dries up, you know, he's still got three or four other things that are rocking and rolling, products, services, premium subscriptions. Now, what does your premium subscription cost? It is, it's, there's two tiers. So the baseline is fifteen ninety seven a month and then there's a higher level that's 35 a month. Okay. And now how did you come up with pricing for that? So people compare us to like what a Wall Street Journal subscription costs. Um, so we're effectively, you know, the daily newspaper for people. Um, so that kind of anchors their price point to that. And um, about a year ago, I thought, you know, hey, I got to be, find a way to make more than $15 a month off people. So I came up with what I call the all access pass that, gives them their subscription and then a bunch of other stuff that they wouldn't normally get otherwise. And that's been a nice boost to our recurring annual revenue. Very cool. And are you seven days a week? Or six. We don't publish on Sundays because there's nothing going on. Nothing going on. You know, maybe that could just be a little uh, Matthew Paulson commentary day. That could be. (laughs) So a lot's gone on, you know, in the last 891 episodes, aka 891 days since we've talked. So kind of walk us through this. I mean, we've been going through a few things, but you know, what's what's caused this massive explosion to, you know, now where you're a two and a half million dollar and growing business? I think really three things that have happened and I've tried to boil it down. But, you know, the first thing I did was focus on. when we spoke two years ago, I had a lot of different businesses yeah, going did. on. I had a press release business. I had a bunch of different personal finance websites. Um, about 18 months ago, I realized that, you know, MarketBeat, or then called Analyst Ratings Network, was, you know, 60% of the revenue. And the other 40, or actually, actually more, I think it was more 70-30. And then the other 30% of stuff was maybe 70% of the headaches. And 
you know, market beat with 70% of the revenue and 30% of the headache. So uh, I uh, just decided to kill everything else. I sold a bunch of stuff. I sold a lot of websites. Um, I probably had half a million dollars in just sales of websites, you know, through guys like Empire Flippers and other, you know, the, bro- you know, the brokers that sell websites. I sold a lot of stuff. So, you know, I'm basically left with market beat and I have a couple other business interests that I don't really have any operational interest in, but, you know, market beat has really become the sole focus. So it's, you know, identifying what is working and then just doing a heck of a lot more than that. Then another big thing for us has been just systematic marketing and identifying new marketing channels. So every month we try at least one new marketing channel and then if it works, we keep going. And if it doesn't, then we just kill the campaign. So, you know, things like Facebook ads, LinkedIn, stock twits, co-registration advertising, retargeting, you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of those things don't work out, but if you work out like crazy, we started doing co-registration advertising um, a couple years ago. So that's basically advertising against somebody else's um, sign-up process. So if you sign up for your list, then you, know, you might see an offer for my list. You check it, you sign up for my list. I'll pay $2 for an email um, and I get 7 bucks back over the course of two years um, in the ROI. Um, and so we buy about 15,000, you know, leads a month um, to sign up for a newsletter through that, that process. And that's just because we tried it out and it worked. So Matthew, you mentioned the word focus and that's really important to me and I'm glad it's become so important to you. Do you know what the acronym for focus is? Follow one course until success. God, I knew you would. I mean, you are so good when it comes to Fire Nation lingo, my friend. That's why I was excited to have you back on. And what would that third thing be? Yeah, so we rebranded a couple of months ago. Um, I attended a conference in February, um, micro-conference, Rob Walling's conference. It's a great event. Yeah. But uh, I was telling people about what Analyst Ratings Network did, and everybody like could not repeat the name. I heard like Ratings Network, Analyst Network, but not a single person got it right. And then I realized, you know, this is probably the first time I've actually talked to people that, you know, don't really know me about my business and nobody got it right. This is probably a pretty bad name. And uh, <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, it's, it's seven syllables. It's three words. It's just not, it wasn't good. And I, I admit that. So I, I went on Cedo.com. It's like, okay, what's available? And somebody was selling marketbeat.com for 10,000 bucks. I was like, you know, somebody has to have this trademarked and the Wall Street Journal used to use it, but they stopped using it and nobody had a trademark. So I paid the 10 or 9,500 bucks. I took it and now that's our brand. Oh, now you in the process of getting the trademark? Yes, we are. Good for you, man. Well, hopefully by the time this goes live, you have it. That's my goal. Yes. So yep. let's focus on email because this is where you've really just taken your business, your focus, your life to the next level. And why is email such a powerful marketing channel? Yeah. So if you think about how big Facebook is, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, you know, there's three large social networks combined. It's maybe uh, 1.5 billion people that use those services regularly. Um, there's a survey or a study done um, by uh, a couple years ago that says by 2018, about 2.8 billion people will be using email. Right. So you take all of the big social networks and combine them, it's still only half as big as you know the number of people that use email. So it's just it's it's so ubiquitous, and it's really the um, platform that people do business on. Um, you know, you communicate with friends on social network, you share content, but you don't really do um, business over Twitter or Facebook. You you know, you send e- we send emails back and forth to set up this conversation, this, bis- this business conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a study that Forrester did in uh, 2014 that said, you know, 72% of consumers say that email is their preferred way to talk to the companies that they do business with. Um, so w- when you're using email, it's a, it's a communication method to do business. And it makes it a great way to sell stuff. Now, you were mentioning social media. I mean, you said LinkedIn, there's Facebook, Instagram, more things are popping up all the time. But why do you think that email is better 
as far as a marketing channel than social media? Yeah. Um, so I think what's great about email is that nobody controls the whole system. Um, you know, with Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, you know, their best interest and your best interest as the advertisers don't always line up. Uh, what's good for them is not always good for you. But email is kind of a shared universal thing. So there's not one company. Google can't just decide, oh, we're changing the way that we do email. So John Lee Dumas can't email people anymore. <laughs> it just can't happen. So it's a known quantity. There's nobody can change the game on you. It is what it is. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's more of a known quantity. And, you know, nobody, nobody can screw you down the line, really. I mean, you own those 238,000 subscribers. You pay for them monthly. You know, it costs mm-hmm. a certain number, a certain amount of money to yeah. maintain that size of list and you pay for it. That is your list, plain mm-hmm. and simple. I mean, so powerful in so many ways, Fire Nation. You want to own your list, your marketing arm. So let's talk about actually getting started. You know, I mean, it's critical to get those first few subscribers, to get that momentum going. You know, you use the letters ESP. Kind of talk about that a little bit. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so an ESP is an email service provider, and they're basically a company like MailChimp, Aweber, Drip, any of those that kind of do the technical backend for your managing your email list. Um, before you do anything, you need to sign up for an ESP. Uh, MailChimp is fine for a small list. I really like Drip that Rob Walling does, um, you know, if you've got a bigger list. And that will, you know, manage your email list. It'll send the mail on your behalf. They'll keep you out of blacklist, hopefully. Um, they basically do all the technical stuff so you don't have to think about it for you. So that just allows you to be a marketer and not also an email you know, delivery expert because you know, they can just do that stuff for you and make your life a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. So we're Infusionsoft and, mm-hmm. and that's what we use. We, we move from Aweber to Infusionsoft. Um, there's ConvertKit, you know, which is a great one by a good yep. friend, uh, my good friend Nathan. He's some really cool things going on there. And again, there's Drip and there's just a lot of different platforms to use. I mean, do you have any recommendations on a place people can go to learn more or, or how did you actually decide on whatever you and what do you use? I can't use any modern ESP because every message I send out is different for each person. So I have to do a bunch of custom software. If I were starting today, I would probably go on Drip. I use Infusionsoft in one of my businesses um, that I inherited, and it's fine. Um, a lot of them do the same kinds of things. So it's really, you know, what are you more comfortable with? Yeah. Um, so a lot of them, you can set up free trials and free accounts. Um, I'd set up a few of them, just try them out and see what you like. Um, it's, there's not one that's necessarily, you know, worlds better than others. Um, you know, pricing is different. Some are more... Um, geared towards lower end, your smaller list, like MailChimp is pretty good for small list, but, uh, and some of the bigger ones, um, you know, constant contact, um, you know, isn't necessarily for the guy with 100 people on his email list. Right. But it might be for the guy with a million people yes. on his, or the company with a million people. Yep. So what you've done, obviously, in growing from 34K to 238, you know, is you figured out a way to maximize the number of opt-ins when people get to your website. I mean, you said you're getting, what was this, over a million views per month right now. Mm-hmm. What are uh, the ways that you're doing that to maximize? Like, how can our listeners learn from you in that category? The number of opt-ins that you get is really a combination of your web traffic and then how good your opt-in forums are. Um, so it's really, you need to have a good offer. You know, what do you have of value that you could give to your audience for free? Um, you know, John, you do this with your free podcast course and your totally. free webinar course, and you provide a ton of value up front and people will give you their email address in exchange for that. And, uh, hopefully they'll, you know, buy your product down the line. Um, so it's really understanding who your audience is, what their needs are, and how can you craft an offer, you know, that will, you know, just 
tickle them in such a way where they can't help but give you their email address. And then also, um, you instead of, you know, you, you need a good offer, but you also need to make sure it's in front of people. Like when you go to entrepreneuronfire.com, there's a big welcome gate right. that uh, you can't miss. You're going to see you're going to see the opt-in form. You're going to either type in your email address or you're going to click the X. But you are going to see it one way or another, and you're going to click the X, or you're going to choose what you want to do if you want to sign up or not. Um, it's you can't miss it, and I I think you know there's kind of a stigma against those kind of opt-in forms. Um, people don't like them, um, or I guess some entrepreneurs don't like them because they, they personally don't like them, but that doesn't mean that their audience is the same way. Um, so I, I think if you have that stigma, I think you just kind of need to get over it and um, you know put a pop-up form or an opt-in form or a welcome page or something big that people can see. Because if they are giving you their email address, they want information from you and you need to make that available to them. You can't just hide an opt-in form in your sidebar and expect people to find it. It just doesn't happen. Um, so if you, if you know, People want to give you their email addresses. You should give them the opportunity to do so. You know, through that that welcome gate or that pop up or anything. It's. Uh, I think we should get past the past the era where we think, you know, I hate this you know form of opted form, <laughs> so I'm not going to use it myself. I think that's that's old thinking, and it, you know, really, what you're saying when you say that is, you know, I just hate money because I don't want people to sign up for my email list. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. Although I will say this, I still try to do what I can to make it user friendly, meaning that. It's supposed to work when you go to my site for the first time, um, mm-hmm. you get that welcome gate. And then you should be cookied for 60 days where you don't get that welcome gate again. Now, you know, people use Chrome, incognito, if they use something where they're, you know, or they clear their cache or their cookies, you know, it's not a perfect system. So this is just the reality. You can do some things to kind of improve that user experience so people don't actually see that welcome gate every time, but it's, there's yep. never going to be a perfect system. My attitude is, listen, I make it easy for people to X out and to skip if they so want to. Um, you know, And if people are really going to complain loud enough, then they're probably not really my kind of people anyways because I'm just trying to provide them free value. So yep. you know, that's kind of my attitude. Now, Matt, go into marketbeat.com. I get a pop-up right away that says, receive analysts upgrades and downgrades daily. How did you come to the decision slash conclusion that this was going to be a good opt-in for your audience? And a follow-up to that is, do you A-B test this specific pop-up? John, there have been more than 100 tests on that pop-up. Wow. Easy, wow. if not more. I've, I don't know. I've tested well. So the reason that was a good offer is because that's what we cover a lot of is equities research. Um, so if a brokerage um, issues a rating on the stock and they you know, set a whatever the price target and give a rating to it, we'll report on that on our news websites. And then the natural offer for that is, hey, do you want to be notified whenever this company is um, has a rating change in the future? And if the answer is yes, give us your email address. Um, so if you went to um, one of our news websites um, and you went on a story about a stock, you would see a pop-up that mentioned the name of the company um, in the pop-up itself. So the pop-up is tailored to each individual article so that the pop-up contains the company that the people are reading the story about. So if I'm you know, reading a story about Google and you say, hey, um, do you want to get more news about Google in your inbox every morning? Then that's a much better opt-in than just a generic um, opt-in form. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can customize your pop-up um, you know, just as much as you possibly can, um, you can do it. You know, if you have a WordPress site, you can do it by category or by tag. So that you can maybe have five or six different opt-ins and then make them more relevant um, based on the page that people are on. That'll be a nice boost for your opt-in rate. Um, but I'm a huge believer in split testing. You know, you split test, you know, your title, your description, your 
button text, your fonts, your sizes, your colors, everything you possibly can to see you know what you can do to maximize your opt-in rate. And that is um, what I found. It, it's a, if, if you go to marketbeat.com, it is a boring white opt-in form. <laughs> you think no designer could have possibly made that, and they're right. I made it. But uh, it is an opt-in form that works. 20,000 people type their email address into that form every month. Wow. And it is, it, it's effective. I mean, it's ugly, but it's effective. And I don't care if it's ugly as long as it works. ABT, Fire Nation, always be testing. And don't get caught up in what looks pretty. Get caught up in what works. So we have a lot of awesomeness coming your way, Fire Nation. So stick around because we're going to take a minute. We're going to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back with you. Looking to grow your team, but not sure where to find the best candidates? As a business owner, I can tell you that your company is only as good as the people you hire. Finding quality candidates is tough, and it takes time and hard work. But when you're looking to hire the right people right now, there's no time to deal with dozens of different job sites. Until now. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. Now that's what I call proof of concept. Today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Let me guess, you're just getting started with your business and you've got a lot of questions. Questions like, how do I know whether to incorporate my business, become an LLC or a sole proprietor? And what are the best techniques and tactics for branding and marketing my business so I can grow? Great questions. Now, wouldn't it be nice if you had a single resource to go to for all the answers? Thrive15.com is that resource. Thrive15 provides online video-based business training taught by successful entrepreneurs. No classrooms, no get-rich-quick seminars, just valuable trainings broken into 15-minute segments that get you the answers that you're looking for. Save time and find the answers to your biggest business questions today with a seven-day free trial. Just head over to Thrive15.com and enter promo code FIRE. The first 100 people who head over to Thrive15.com and use promo code FIRE will also receive a hard copy of my book, Podcast Launch. So Matthew, we're back. We're talking about email marketing. It's so valuable on so many different levels. You know, a lot of people have questions about what to send, how often, the autoresponders, broadcast emails, et cetera. Take a minute, break down some of these topics that are most passionate to you and just lay some value bombs on Fire Nation. Sure. So the first email that anybody's going to get when they sign up for your list is your welcome email. And in that, you know, you welcome people to your list. You should set expectations for how much email they're going to receive and when they're going to receive it. So in your first email, you should say, hey, you are going to get a weekly email from me on Tuesdays at this time. Check for it. And that way people know what, when to expect email from you. Um, you should ask them to whitelist your um, email address so that your messages never go to their spam folder. Then on the bottom, you can have an upsell um, to any kind of product that you want. That's a, a welcome email. It's a great place to sell stuff as well. Um, when you're first getting started, all you really need to worry about is your autoresponder series. Um, because when you first get people on your mailing list, everyone is going to be at the beginning of the autoresponder series. Um, so basically, your autoresponder series is you know a bunch of automated emails that send out when somebody first signs up for your list. It helps your subscribers become familiar with you and your products. Um, it's a mix of educational and marketing content. 
you know, that can be 30 to 90 days long. So you might have an email a week for 10 weeks or two emails a week for six weeks or something like that. And that way everyone will get the same content when they're uh, first getting started. So they all know, you know, a, a baseline of information that you want them to know about your, your business. Um, and then after somebody is, you know, done with your autoresponder series, you'll send them regular emails and these are called broadcast emails. So it's a message to your entire mailing list. You know, it's what's going on now. Um, you can do a broadcast email to promote new content. So if you have a new podcast episode, like, um, you know, a lot of people do, um, you can send out an email for that or a new blog post. You can promote your content. You know, you can promote products through those emails. You can do promote other people's products as an affiliate. Um, you can ask for feedback through those broadcast emails. There's just a number of different ways that you can use it. Um, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but really when you're first getting started, all you need to worry about is, you know, your welcome email and the first few emails of your autoresponder series, you do those and then you're, you know, you're good to go for a couple of weeks until you have to, until people get to the end of where your autoresponder series currently ends. So Matt, we talked a little bit in the beginning about monetizing your list and you did a great job breaking it down. But the reality is this, entrepreneurs, myself included, we can never get enough of really talking about ways to generate revenue, to to find ways to actually provide value and in exchange for that value, generate money. You know what I mean? We're, we're growing businesses here. That's critical. That's important. So talk to us about the different ways to generate revenue from your list. And, and don't worry if it's a repeat of what we said before, because I really want to hammer these points home. First, obviously, if, if your company makes a product, you can sell that. You can say, here are the features and benefits of my product. You should buy it. Have a link to a landing page, and you can sell whatever you sell. Um, for me, I sell you know, our products through uh, marketing emails to our list saying, hey, you should sign up for the premium subscription. Do that. And you know, whatever your product is, that's what you sell. If you want to see the emails we use, just go to marketbeat.com, sign up for the email, and eventually you'll get a sales email so you can see the exact copy we use. Um, second, um, you can do affiliate marketing. So if there is a product that's relevant to your mailing list, um, so I have an audience of investors, I could pitch them, hey, you should go sign up for TD Ameritrade or something like that. Uh, go find the affiliate program through Commission Junction or anything like that. Or if I wanted to promote you know, one of John's products, if I had uh, an internet marketing list, I could do that. Um, but you know, the key there is relevancy. Um, so it's finding another company's products that you can personally endorse and say, you know, hey, I really think you should use this. Um, you can do that through email. Um, that's good. Um, third, uh, list rental. Um, a lot of people don't know about this, but you can actually sell um, your email. You can you don't sell your email list to audio, you know an advertiser, but you can sell them the right to send an email against your list. So there is an advertising agency that will sell um, emails against MarketBeat's mailing list of you know two hundred and thirty five thousand stock investors, and. They'll represent, so the, they'll represent us and the advertiser will say, okay, I want to email Matt's list. I'll pay $50 CPM. So 50 times 235 is, you know, 12,000 bucks or something like that. Um, they'll pay us um, 12 grand. They send us the email they want to send. Then we send the email to their list. And there are a couple of sites that um, are worth checking out that um, where you can, you know, put that your list is for sale. So you don't have to go out and hit up advertisers. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. I can't remember the name of it right now, but okay, I'll cool. send it over to John when we're yep. done. Um, the fourth is something that nobody knows about or very few people know about. It's co-registration advertising. So if you would go to marketbeat.com, you type in your email, you sign up for the list. On the very next page, the thank you page, where it says thank you for signing up for our list, there are other offers. Um, so there might be three to five, and you can check the ones that you want or check none of them and say no thanks. But if somebody checks one of those and clicks you know, the submit button, 
Um, we forward their email address onto the advertiser, and then we get $2 for every um, time somebody signs up for an offer. So that can be a huge revenue stream that people don't know about. And um, what kind of revenue stream is that for you? Our last month, it'll be about forty-two grand. Wow, 42K. Yeah, Not a bad so, month, Matt. So for everybody that signs up, the way that CoReg revenue is calculated is, is basically per, per sign up. So whenever somebody signs up for your email address or your email list, you can expect to make from 50 to 75 cents per sign up um, through co-registration advertising. So the, the numbers are crazy. Um, like on a CPM basis, if you see a thousand people hit your thank you page, that's $750. And that's basically unheard of in the, you know, the internet advertising world. Unheard of. Yep. Um, Co-reg works well in some, some industries more than others. Um, finance, it's great. Um, and there are a few others that, that it does well in internet marketing, sports. Um, you'll have to, I mean, there's, if you check out my book, there's a list of companies that do it. But even if that, if you're not in a niche where it doesn't work so well, um, even on your thank you page, you can just stick an AdSense unit, like a, a blank ad, you know, basically a blank page that says, thank you for signing up and have an AdSense unit. And you'll find that you get a lot more revenue from that page than you would do just about on any other page of your website. Uh, because after somebody signs up for your mailing list, they've already shown they're willing to take action. And they're ready to take more action, usually right after they sign up. So if you put an ad or any kind of upsell or, you know, use your thank you page, just whatever you can, you know, to get somebody to take the next step, whether that's a co-edge unit, whether it's an AdSense unit, whether that's promoting one of your paid products, your thank you page is some of the best real estate in your website. And um, people very underutilize it. So if I can say anything, you know, use your thank you page, find a way to monetize it, whether it's co-edge or something else, do that. Yeah, think about a Fire Nation. These are people that have just opted into your email list. The trust factor is there. And now you're saying, hey, thanks for being here. Here's a couple of cool offers that might be great for you. Yeah, and there's uh, uh, two more. So we've done sell your own products, affiliate marketing, uh, renting your email list, co-registration advertising, the final two. Um, one, or put ads in your newsletter. There are a few companies that do that. And we can stick those in the show notes as well. So you can put, you know, basically banner images in your newsletter if you want to, or you can do text links or anything like that. There are a few networks that do that. Then finally, you know, use your email list as a way to get traffic back to your website. Um, so if you have a website, you've got ads on it, you know, you make a CPM for those ads. Um, if you can use your email list as a way to get people back onto your website, um, you're going to make more revenue just by using your email list to get people back on your website because they'll see ads again, they'll click on stuff, they'll buy products. So if you can use your email list just to um, get people back onto your website, um, that's just another great way to make some money um, that you wouldn't otherwise have. Super valuable. Now, Matt, you can feel free to pass on this question because uh, we haven't talked about this prior, but you know, what's your unique open rate look like on 238,000 subscribers? Because that's really what matters. I mean, who is opening your email? We can all have massive lists, but all yep. that really matters when it comes down to it is how many people are opening up your emails? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I am pulling up the page right now. Um, let's see, during the month of July, we sent out 9.9 .9 million emails and we had 1.901 unique open. So it was 19.2% um, for unique open rate last month. Okay, and I'll tell you, that's super high. And the higher the numbers you get, usually the lower the unique open rate is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know when we first started with Entrepreneur on Fire, I was like thinking 35%, you know, was where I was going to be forever. But, you know, as my list got bigger, that unique open rate went lower. And, you know, now mm -hmm. when we hit 25% on, by the way, a percentile of the list size that Matt has, you know, I'm stoked. And I knew if I was at his size, I'd be, I'd be incredibly excited 
with 19, you know, 20%. So that's awesome. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's something you want to focus on. Now, speaking of that, Matthew, I mean, you know, sometimes it's not even your fault because people want to open your emails, but they never get them. So let's, let's talk about deliverability because this mm-hmm. is something that I know I struggle with. Now, what are some tricks to make sure that your messages don't get into the spam folder, you know, and, and Gmail just came out with that promotions folder like a year ago, which really was just the worst thing to ever happen. So talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of technical crap that goes into getting emails in the inbox. Um, hopefully your ESP will take care of most of it, most of it for you, but not all of them do. Um, so the, be- the baseline thing you have to do is to put up um, what are called DNS verification records in your domain name that basically says that um, your email service provider has the right to send email on your behalf. Um, these are known as SPF and D- DKIM records or DKIM. Um, if everybody needs to set those up and there are lots of tutorials and guides on how to do that. It's also in my book. But for the record, at the same time, you're saying that most ESPs um, do set that up for you. They do, but it's, it depends how they, um, depends how they send email. If they send email using one of their internal domains, they'll do that automatically. But if they send in your behalf, behalf of your domain, then you definitely have to do that. All right. So I'm reading your book. Let's go. Next one. All right. Um, so a lot of people like the best practice from five years ago was to do a double opt-in. Right. Um, that's no longer the case. People just don't complete the, the opt-in links. They just don't do it. Um, so what, what I like to do is um, what I call almost a verified opt-in. So I don't, um, I have a, a confirmation email, but that's not the only thing I use to verify people. Um, so it's more of a, a way to disqualify people than to require them to opt in. So if somebody doesn't, you know, open an email for 60 days or they never click an opt-in link or they never, you know, never click on a link in an email, um, you know, then you know that somebody is not engaged with your list and then you can remove them. Um, so I'm a big fan of single opt-ins that we use and we, uh, um, instead of, you know, requiring a double opt-in, we just remove people that aren't engaged over time. Um, and you do, you do want to clean up your email list. You don't want to have an unengaged unengaged people on your list, you think it's not going to hurt you. Um, but what Yahoo, Hotmail, or Google do now is they check, um, you know, they're not just looking at blacklist anymore. They're saying, okay, John sent an email to a million people, but only a thousand of them actually opened it and read it. You know, clearly people don't really care about his email. <laughs> but if John sends a million email, John sends a million emails to people and, you know, 900,000 of them reply to this message, half, half a million of them click on a link um, and just show a lot of activity on that. You know, email service providers know that and they, they see that information. So they say, oh, you know, people like John's messages. They're engaging with it. We should make sure his stuff gets to the inbox. Yeah, I like that so, second example better. Yeah, so if, uh, you know, you can get people to reply to your welcome message, that's usually a good sign. If you get them to click on links, that's good. Oh. Um, you know, uh, just make sure, you know, use engaging subject lines so people actually open your email but they can see if you open your email. Uh, make it easy to unsubscribe. Um, you know, you don't want people to make, you don't want to make it hard to unsubscribe because otherwise people will click the report spam button. Yeah. That's, and that's uh, that'll get you in trouble with your ESP and you could get you banned if you get too many of those. Um, so you, um, if, if you have trouble with that, you can just stick an unsubscribe link at the top of your email in addition to the bottom of the email. And that usually fixes that problem right away. Um, you should check blacklist every now and then to make sure your domain name and IP address isn't blacklisted by anybody. Um, use a spam checker um, so you can, there are tools that will like um, go through a message that you're ready to send and make sure that you're not using um, keywords like, you know, 
buy my Vi- Viagra product or you're going to make a million dollars with this email, they'll, they'll warn you about that. Viagra, kind of that, that's, that's a word you want to avoid, guys. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, Gmail promotions uh, yeah. folder quick. Um, so about a year ago, Gmail came out. Um, that you know, There's not one inbox anymore. There's three. There's one for your regular email. There's one for social media stuff. And there's one for ads. And email marketers freaked out about it right away. Um, honestly, I don't think it was that big of a deal because not everyone uses Gmail despite, you know, what some people might think. Um, so really all you need to do is email your Gmail users and just ask them to drag your email address or your, e- your message over into their main inbox. And you can also just ask people to reply to your messages because if they reply to your message, um, then Gmail thinks, you know, hey, this person actually wanted that message and you're more likely to be in that main folder. Anything else with the deliverability that we can think of? Yeah, I mean, that's really the main stuff. Um, you know, get the SPF and DKIM records in place. You know, keep your list clean. If somebody bounces or, you know, does a spam report, take them off your list. Check the blacklist. Um, you know, use a spam checker and just, you know, follow best practices. Don't annoy people. And, you know, just monitor regularly and you're usually going to be fine. So, Matt, I want to take the rest of the time that we have here today and talk about your book, Email Marketing Demystified. So, mm-hmm. Break it down for us. Why should Fire Nation care? Why should we read? And where can we read? Yeah. So email marketing demystified. It's a comprehensive guide to implementing email marketing into any business. So it contains, you know, everything we've discussed today in great detail, excruciating detail in in some places. (laughs) Um, And, you know, if you don't know how to write email copy, you don't know how to write a sales email, that's no problem at all. Because there are actual examples um, of emails in a book that I've written. And you can use kind of those as templates in your content. So there's, um, you know, everything from opt-ins to, you know, offers to landing pages to autoresponders to broadcast emails to monetization to deliverability to canned spam and the new Canadian anti-spam law. It's it's all in there. So if there's any issue you're facing with email marketing, it's going to be in that book. So you should uh, check it out. Um, It's going to come out in October 2015. I'll be on Kindle, paperback, and audiobook format. So uh, if you're listening um, before October 1st, 2015, uh, go to myemailmarketingbook.com and you'll be able to get a free copy when it comes out. And if not, just go to myemailmarketingbook.com anyway and that'll take you to the Amazon page after the book goes live in early October. Yeah, well, it's October 3rd right now when they're hearing this, if they're listening okay. to the day it came out. So yep. looks like they're in luck. Yeah, um, so the- theoretically, it's going to be free from like October 1st to the 5th. Whoa, so Fire if Nation. You're, if, if you're listening to this um, on the day that it comes out, you should go to myemailmarketingbook.com, go to Amazon, find the book, um, Email Marketing Demystified, and get your free copy today. Matthew, not getting into too much detail, I'm just curious. I mean, you're generating $2.5 million in revenue. you got a lot of things going on. Why write this book? What's the, uh, what's the motivation behind it? I wanted to. <laughs> That's a good answer. There's no back-end business behind it. I just wanted to write, you know, I wrote a book last year called 40 Rules for Internet Business Success. Yeah, which is great. And it was, it was a good book. I had fun doing it. And, uh, you know, writing a book is kind of like having a baby. There's a lot of pain involved. And <laughs> then you get this beautiful little book that comes out. And then you say, I'm never going to do that again. And then nine months later, you say, yeah, I should write another book. So I, I got the... I, I got the itch and I started writing, you know, a couple months ago, I got it done. The editor has it now and um, hopefully it'll come out in October. Well, I hope so too, because Fire Nation is uh, going to be running to uh, myemailmarketingbook.com to snag it for free if it's before October 5th. And Matthew, why don't you end with a bang, my friends? Talk to us about a parting piece of guidance that you can give us, this, these words of wisdom. 
Give us the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, if you're not doing anything with email marketing, start. Um, the Direct Marketing Association found that, they did a study and they found that for every dollar invested in email marketing, on average, you're going to get $43 back. So if you're not doing anything with email marketing, regardless of what your business is, start building your email list today. Um, so you can connect with me. I'm on Twitter at MatthewDP. Uh, I have a personal blog that's mattpaulson.com. Paulson is P-A-U-L-S-O-N. I'm also on Facebook, AngelList, and just about anything else you could think of. So uh, search for me and I am out there. <laughs> Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Matthew P. and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Matthew in the search bar. Both his first episode, 186, and today's episode will come right up. And of course, go check out my email marketing book dot com directly to grab that book. It's just nuggets of wisdom, pearls of value that are going to be strewn throughout at Matthew DP on Twitter, MatthewPaulson.com. And Matt, I want to thank you for sharing your journey again with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, answer any questions you have, and give you a special gift. Text PARADISE to 33444 and we'll reserve your spot. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.